love you. Gentlefolk, ladies and men, we're glad to have you here again. So please, won't you come on in and sit with us here on the couch. I don't know how long I'm going to keep that intro going. I might have oh. to scrap it and start doing something new. Yeah. But uh, I I am the green traveler from Gorge. Why don't you let us know in the comments if you like that, if you yeah. like the intro, if I please, should go back to doing something do new every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do it in a new way every day. I do try. I do try. But I'm yeah. running out of like ideas <laughs> there's not a lot of ba- not a real lot of room for well, imagination to ba- bounce around in this head well you don't have to do it new every single time you can do it you can just do it flat you know and you could do it like real quick you can learn how to say it real quick yeah yeah then- just like ah! <laughs> that was the whole thing Ladies in one half of a second uh, uh, <laughs> and then after that point when you want to do it goofy, you can. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I could do it like uh, like uh, uh, Robin Williams from Good, <laughs> Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> right. Channel <laughs> folk. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, yeah, that'd be something. A- absolutely um, horrendous and disrespectful <laughs> to a great man. <laughs> I'm the faceless Leon. And this is Green Faces on the Couch, a podcast about movies and TV. Woo! Woo! We got a uh, we got a very special new playlist coming at your way. Uh, I'm I'm in a gripey mood. I'm in a you know I'm kind of in a, in a lashing out, claws yeah. out mood. We reached out to you, lovely Couch Potatoes, for advice on our next po- uh, playlist that we should do, and we got one response. <laughs> We got one response. You, this so, is and uh, this is the response, I guess. This is the response. Yeah, we, we're we're stuck with it. We and, and I'm not mad that you know we only got one person. I'm just saying that y'all have a voice too. You can help out. You can you can pitch in ideas. You can you can toss ideas our way. And if you want to help out financially too, which uh, you know you have a better chance of tossing ideas <laughs> our way, you can head to Patreon.com/slash/GreenAndFaceless. That is where this idea came from, I believe. Yes. It was from my uh, my mother, lovely fan. Uh, she yes, she, it was uh, over Facebook, I believe. But I oh, think she did yes. it on uh, both both accounts actually. Right, right. And I don't know if we were if this was just a specifically Patreon choice, was it? I can't remember if we if we opened it up to the masses or if it was just Patreon yeah, only. This is everybody. Any anybody this could have everybody. jumped in on this. Yeah. So yeah, we'll all, let all you know. We'll we'll do this again. We're gonna jump back into our Disney playlist. But you know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe we should have pitched it on the show. I don't know if I did maybe we should. I don't know if we did. I can't recall. That <laughs> That's actually the better ago. way to approach it. It wasn't. It wasn't our our, pa- our 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 potatoes' fault. It was our fault for not marketing That's it right. well enough. Yeah. Hey, we got stuff on pages. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. We, we put stuff out on the Instagram, internet, but but yeah. we don't put stuff on on that long that often. We're really bad at this. Uh, but we yeah. enjoy it, so we hope you. Yeah, we need to we need to incorporate. We need to bring in a social media coordinator. We need to bring in a marketer, somebody to help us promote everything going on. Right. We need it. We need a producer. We need somebody to just run the show while we just gab. That would be good. <laughs> uh, yeah, for free. We who, don't make money right now. <laughs> for us, that'd be good because we're doing oh, that'd it, be nice and too. I think we do yeah. an okay product, but it probably could be better. 
Oh, yeah, it definitely could be better. I mean, there's a lot that we want to improve on in the future. We've just been very limited with time, with money, with equipment. Right. But, uh, and you we'll know, get it's, there. it's the, uh, we know everybody's kind of hitting on hard times too. So, you know, yeah. if you want to find other ways to support the show, you could rate us on like Apple Podcasts or something. Uh, exactly. That would really help spread the show. And I, and I'm not feeling at all demoralized or anything. I did a whole blog for like 12 years where I had 10 readers for all 12 years. You know, I don't need the attention. I don't need your applause. I don't need your love and everything. I just love to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about the Bourne identity today. We are the new playlist, Jason Bourne. We uh, we reached – this is really where I'm at is we reached out to the masses and we got one idea. And I'm happy we got one idea. That always makes me feel happy. That's that's not quite accurate. I do want to give our audience – uh, a little bit more credit than that because we did get a couple ideas that were not put on the the the, the internet. But, oh, gotcha. And and, and they did uh, give us an idea for something that we're thinking about doing next year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We did, we did, we have received some um, in person yeah. ideas. That is true. I I don't. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to discredit those ideas. They just they they came at me. Uh, they came at me less like ideas for our new playlist to do right. this time, and more as future ideas. So I wasn't taking them yeah, as like it, it, it kind of part of this in the, in the conversation. Gotcha. Yeah, and uh, the the only reason I'm gripey though is the one choice we got. Or spy films. If yeah. you've been following us from the beginning, if you have, <laughs> uh, Jason Bourne. I will be honest. Jason Bourne is a different type of spy film. It is right. a it, it, or spy film franchise, really, and one that I am far more interested in than most spy franchises or films. But it's just it, it's just hilarious going all the way back to the beginning. It's just like we we, we threw the idea out there because we're like let's not let's not go back to James Bond yet. Yeah. We're not really feeling no. we're not feeling spy action film. <laughs> and then my mom comes in with this idea and she's like spy action film. I was like fuck, we should just done James Bond. <laughs> That's not true at all. I like this more than James Bond, and I know a lot of people might yeah. hate that. They might they might grate on some people's nerves. They might love Bond far more than Bourne. But this is the real JB, damn it. This is the one that feels more like a spy. 007 JB, he's just a womanizer. Is he is double yeah, double O C yeah. So okay, you said yeah. JB, but his, Yeah, double O seven JB. But not but not But not Bourne Jason series, Bourne. JB yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a confusing way of of shortening their names, just the JVs. So not Brit, not British JV, American. Yeah, not not. Oh yeah, yeah. I guess he was British, wasn't he? And he was in, he was stationed in Paris. I completely forgot that. What? Uh, no, he's American. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I'm I was, sorry. sorry. I was. I'm getting lost in it too. James <laughs> Bond is man. <laughs> oh shit. Well. Let's tackle it. Let's get into it. Born Identity. Born Identity. All the way back in 2002. It might is supposed to be a play on words. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. So, well, they're knows? they're they're based on uh, novels that I own by Robert Ludlum. 
and I read half of the first one when I was younger and could not get into it. That was like one of the beginning of my realizations that the spy genre was not for me. Was I, you know, I watched the Jason Bourne or the the Bourne Identity and Bourne Supremacy and whatever the third one's called. And I watched those and I was like, oh wow, I really do like these. They're they're a different type of spy. I'm getting into this. And I tried to read the book, and the book is like heavy spy. Yeah. And I was like, not. Nah, I'm out. <laughs> I couldn't get into it. It was, it was too rough for me. But like the there's something about the Born Identity specifically. I don't really remember the other films as much. I know I've seen all the Born films, including that Jeremy Renner one, which we'll talk about in a couple weeks. Never have. So that I I think that You've never one seen it? and Jason Bourne. I haven't seen either of them. That's fair. So Jason Bourne, the that the the fifth one just surprised me because. And and like I'm not saying surprised me in like a good or a bad way. It just surprised me that they did it. Yeah, right. Because that, it just kind of came out of the blue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. I remember when I I remember going to the theaters and being like, man, I don't know why I'm seeing Jason Bourne. Like I thought this story was done. Right. But like they tried to spin off and yeah, yeah. I don't I don't really know what happened. Like I will get there and I'll research it more and hopefully we'll we'll figure out what happened. But all the way back in 2002, Doug Liman directed this film. And uh, it, it Doug Lyman, he is still a great action film director today. Uh, he did Mr. and Mrs. Smith, where we got uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie together for the first time, and then you know that that beautiful that, love relationship there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And he also did Edge of Tomorrow, which uh, I really fucking like. That's a that was a great one. Hey, um, I just wanted to make sure that you were being like. I don't know, sarcastic. You do know that they like broke up in like a big, big yeah. way. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, that's what okay. I'm, that's what I was saying. Yeah, it was definitely right. sarcastic. Right. I, I was that, that sure. beautiful love relationship there. Yeah, I know it doesn't come across that well in audio, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry about your point. But here we are. <clears throat> oh, they're they're billionaires. It's that's all right. Fair. They got. They have all the money. They have all the money for the psychiatrists and everything needed to help them cope. True. Here, with Born Identity, we have greatest spy in the world, most likely. It's, it's questionable. Uh, Jason Bourne. He wakes up. Yeah, played by Matt Damon way back in his you know youthful, still great. I mean, he's still great. I'm not. I don't know why I said still great, but youthful. Like he was still emerging. Like he had already emerged, and people knew the fuck out of him because he was amazing. But this is still one of those rules that I was just like, holy fuck, dude can do action like yeah. amazing too. And you know, he he's a spy. He wakes up in the middle of the ocean with a bunch of bullet holes in his back. You know, he's got bullets in there. Fishermen pull him out of the waters. Like a surgeon on a boat or whatever uh, finds a like a bank address or a bank account number. Yeah, he pulls it out of his hip. Yeah, yeah, he pulls this like tiny little chip that flashes a light on the wall and it shows a bank account number and like just complete confusion. They don't know who the fuck this guy is. The problem is he wakes up, he doesn't know who the fuck he is either. Right. No idea. Com- complete amnesia about himself. You know, he 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 remembers all these different languages. He's able to converse with the people on the boat, which surprises him a little bit. And, you know, he goes when he gets on land, he's able to speak English pretty well. You know, he he these these skills, these this level of knowledge just comes to him naturally. Right. And it almost scares him. You can see that it's concerning mm-hmm. to him because he doesn't know who the fuck he is. And yet he's got an absurd amount of skill. Yeah. And it, it is really what makes the story 
interesting is exactly uh, yeah. all these things that he his body just has muscle memory of and i thought it was a really interesting like for the novel standpoint a really interesting writing exercise to talk about this guy that just is learning who the fuck he is by kicking ass and he doesn't know how right. he knows it. It it just it, I really got to think it. I got like in this loop of thinking about like muscle memory versus long term memory and how it's in different parts of the brain and like maybe maybe there's other memories and they're stored <laughs> in other parts of the brain. Uh, I don't. Right. I can't watch. I can't watch anything like a normal person. Uh, <laughs> it, it just goes. You just places. spin off into tangents. Yeah. Right. And that's great, though. That's that's imagination, is what it is. It's the beauty of imagination. It's imagination. And, and, and you know, I I do the same thing, and I kind of have to push myself into a bit of dissociation with it because when when I watch this. I I go at it from like the the scientific standpoint. Like, is this possible? Is somebody able right. to completely forget themselves and still be able to do all this kind of crazy shit like this? And and you know, I haven't done the research. I don't fucking know. I'm not a I'm not a brain doctor. But how they pull it off is amazing to see. You know, it's a lot of fun to watch this spy discover that he is a deadly weapon. Right. And you know, he, he all he knows is that he has like a thousand passports, a shit ton of money. And just an absurd amount of skill. And yeah. and several names. And several names, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know why he, like, attaches himself to the Jason Bourne name. Like, I, I think they that was, imply that it is his real, na- his real name. But... So, at least with that bank box, the, right. the, fir- the top shelf was all Jason Bourne. The yeah. bottom shelf was all the alias, the other names. Yeah, exactly. So, but I I don't think that and, and it might even be mentioned in another movie. I believe it is. I I believe J- Jason Bourne's just his current like most secure a- uh, alias. If like somebody were to get a hold of him as one of these other aliases, they'd probably link back to Jason Bourne who is nobody, probably. Yeah. And as you said, that's the beauty of this movie. It's uh, it's even though it's a spy film, even though there are giant chunks of this film where my brain does shut off because it starts becoming a spy film. Yeah, I'm still riveted by that identity crisis by this guy like I, uh, Chris Cooper, who plays the the government agent that's like in charge of him, that's trying to track him down and stop his his in a way his error, Chris Cooper's error, because. He calls James Bond a malfunctioning weapon, like a $6 million right. malfunctioning web- weapon for the government. And it's the fucking truth. Like, it, you know, you kind of look at it from all the viewpoints. It's like, what else, what other options are available to them as spies? You right. know, this man, you know, he didn't really complete his mission, I think. I can't remember no, exactly. He didn't complete his mission and he went. It, it, the, he disappeared. Rogue. They thought he yeah. he died. So when he showed up again, they thought he had went rogue. Exactly. And he, he's just a huge liability. So they start sending other spies out to kill this guy right. because they they think he's rogue or something. They don't they don't know what's going on. Because right. he hasn't you know, he hasn't reported in. Why would you have the contingency that they lost their memory? 
Right. <laughs> exactly. You want the I there might be like buried deep under the rule books right. and, and the footnotes right. and everything. There's but a, like there's why a, would that be your first guess is. though too? When, exactly. When yeah. It's in so deep into the secret folds of uh America's intelligent fat. Yeah. That <laughs> you don't know who's dirty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your first thought most likely would be dude's flipped script. Yeah. And so that, you know, they start sending other assassins out one to to finish his job and then others to find and kill Jason Bourne. And his his job was to assassinate a leader in another country, which I do not remember the country's name. I don't remember (laughs) (laughs) at all. But he was an ex leader who was trying to get back into power. He he's an right. exile. Yeah, and the CIA didn't want that. They well, I don't know if I should say CIA. The American yeah. government didn't want that. And through this uh this spy organization, they sent Jason to kill him and that, that the DX leader was Adewale Akinoe Agbaje. I'm so sorry. I I stumbled over that second half of that name so badly. I'm so sorry. But he, that is who he is sent to assassinate. You learn through flashbacks why he failed his job and how he became to be like to have amnesia to how he how he right. became the beginning of the story at the very least. But but getting there, getting to that point is just watching Matt Damon or Jason Bourne run from this team of assassins that are out to kill him, and and how he outmaneuvers them, how he outfights them. There's a lot of great action scenes throughout this whole film, and. Matt Damon throughout the entirety of it is just in, just incredible fun to watch. Yeah, like because he plays off like this just normal person, which I mean, what do I say here? So he, <laughs> he he plays off just like there's nothing wrong, except for that he almost strangles to death the first guy he sees. But he, I mean, that in that situation, anybody could do that right right you know, it just depends on that person's state when they awaken so yeah it it just plays out like he he doesn't think that he's this superstar killer he just thinks that he's an average joe and then boom starts killing cops <laughs> <laughs> well he doesn't kill them he incapacitates right. them and pulls their guns apart which is hilarious when he does that too, because he like with two swift moves, he like pulls an entire gun apart, and you could see in Matt Damon's eyes, he's looking at it like, "How the fuck did I do that?" Right. And that's that's kind of where the beauty of Matt Damon's acting is in this is in his face and his facial expressions, because in that scene with the cops too, like one of the cops swings a nightstick at him, and he just grabs it quickly, and you can just see all the calculations going through Matt Damon's face when he does that. He's like, first off, how the fuck did I just do that?" Right. Secondly. I know precisely how to take this guy out with five, like five moves, and he does that. And you, you could see that going through Matt Damon's face, where he's just like, "How do I know this? Fuck it, I'm gonna act on it." Right. And it's just that's the whole film is is just watching him. Like he has this moment in the diner scene. He he comes across. I don't remember the character's name, but he comes across Franca Potent Potente. She is at the bank with him when he first goes to like discover his ID, his identity with the safety deposit box and everything. And he utilizes her uh, anger with the transaction that he witnesses at the bank 
Right. And, and then he utilizes that anger to make her into an escape vehicle. But like it's that that sounds so bad. Like he's utilize like he's manipulating her. No, um, I mean he is manipulating her a but, little bit. But I mean he does straight up pay her, and he doesn't yeah. like you know he doesn't straight up say hey there's some people I don't know who the fuck they are after me. But it's pretty obvious that the, he's hiding from it, and she definitely knows like. Marie, you said played by Thank Franca, uh, she she can see this. She she is smart. I think she's honestly a pretty capable character, which I have to right. applaud this movie for that their leading lady, you know, it, it, she does eventually at some point have that quick switch, but I think it's a lot more justified than it is in other movies. Well, it's it's exciting too. Like everything that her she has, it's exciting and believable, right? Because she's like she's like a nobody. You know, she's she's one of us, just a normal person, just trying to go about her day. She just got her own frustrations in her own life, yeah. And then this guy comes out of the blue with cops chasing after him, and you know he's beating the shit out of people with like two punches, and they're on the ground unconscious, and he offers her like what was it twenty thousand dollars to drive him to paris or right? somewhere yeah and and i think yeah, they oh shit i forget where they were i think they were in they, paris and then were driving somewhere else but i can't remember no no they went to paris because his house okay. was in paris but i right. thought they were not in france but you know europe is like the u.s so you can get to it might have been anywhere in a day not to be a stereotypical they might have been in switzerland with banks and everything they, <laughs> Maybe I don't know, but listen, dude, that's Hollywood, though. So it could. Right? They're like, where would a spy have a shit ton of money stashed? <laughs> Switzerland. I knew it. <laughs> oh fuck. But yeah, she is a great character, and I feel like the switch, her, you know, her falling a little bit for Jason Bourne. Oh, I feel like, as as you said, yeah, a little bit, all, all like falling hard. <laughs> I feel like it's it's justified here though because. It is a very exciting presence in her life, and sure. it's it's over the course of a couple of days or so. But like, come on, like if a woman entered my life, stole me away, and is like you know <laughs> brutally beating people up, but at the same time she's very charismatic and very kind to me. Yeah, and like he, you know, she actually thing. has like, a genuine that, interest. That's what justifies it for me is that yeah he is very kind to her, and yeah it sees that she is is competent and trusts her to do certain things however he yeah. does have some moments where he is uh barking at her but obviously he does have a certain level of training however like i don't know it, it it's yeah. just it it what that that part to me seemed just a little little slightly dated but it's not bad though either it's also uh, – you also have to remember too that it's like it's only a couple days that they're together. Right. And then at the very end when they reconnect, we don't see where that goes. It could you know, it could just be like two more days of happy romance. I mean we see where it goes we in the next film. But, <laughs> yeah. But right now, we don't see where that goes and it's like, yeah, it could just be two more days of like hot sex. And then right. they're just like, eh, we're probably not compatible, are we? Oh, we should so, probably go our separate what? ways. <laughs> maybe this – maybe we're wartime constantly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, but, 
It feels a little justified for me though, because right. he is he is nice. And if I were in her situation and it was a very attractive female spy doing the, you know doing the same thing to me, right? Yeah, I'd fall you know, for if that. If it was Matt Damon, I'd probably too. I mean, what the fuck? I definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, not not. Not with his mullet hair that he has in the last duel, the movie that came out this year. Oh. If he has a mullet, nah. <laughs> no I'm out. thanks, no thanks. Yeah. Uh, no, you know he had nice hair for this one. I thought. Uh, yeah, he did. So he was very handsome. <laughs> and I do. I just really like Marie. I think she's a good character. But once it, it does become a relationship between them, and like you said, this is over a course of a couple of days, mm-hmm. which that. That part's weird to me, but that's all movie magic, and it's in every fucking movie, so who, what the fuck? Exactly. Why do I always do that? I always derail myself. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't forget where you're going with it. I do it all the time. (laughs) Do you recall what I was saying? (laughs) I mean, it was just about the movie magic of love. Yeah, that Um, was the last thing I said. I remember that. I know. (laughs) But I mean, that's all. That's all you were talking oh, about. Was all I was saying. I was like, you were just talking about that relationship, and then you oh, derailed yourself with it, the movie magic. Once it was a consistent part of the movie, it felt yeah a little Stockholm syndrome, just a little. But that he he does pay her money to do this, and then he does give her plenty of options to get out. But yeah, that's a it, nice thing too. And she stays. Yeah, he definitely has a genuine interest in not getting her hurt. Right. He wants to, you know, he needed to get somewhere. He used her to get him there. And he does want her, as you said, to get out. Right. He's trying not to get her in trouble. He's trying, he's like, go to the police, tell them what happened. They'll believe you. Well, maybe after a little while, they'll believe you. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it, he, he's trying to get her out of the game. It's it's interesting how that plays into effect. How he has to start accommodating for her, you know, to survive himself, and it's just a nice little. It it, it throws in some good obstacles. It throws in a good, mysterious, vague backstory with Treadstone. This right. you know this the spy organization that he's part of. It's it's so it's so deep underground that Brian Cox, who plays Ward Abbott, he is the one who basically gave it its inception but he doesn't want to know anything about it that's how how right. how deep intelligence it is is he the uh the the older heavier set guy yes. with the deep with that deep voice kind of thing right exactly yeah, yeah. and i, I really right. enjoy brian cox but he's yeah. he's not always in the greatest of projects but i and i think he's a great talent that's just not used enough and, and this this franchise, I believe, uses him a lot more as the, yeah. the next movies go on. Because, but I but here so. the 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 main link to Treadstone is that Chris Cooper, uh, the yes. actor Chris Cooper, Conklin, Conklin. Thank you. And his is like the only. I, I really loved his his performance in this. He does a great job. But his character is the only one, like the aspect of this movie that I fall on. Um, because whenever his character comes in is when it becomes a spy film, (laughs) it's when my brain kind of shuts off and, and he does a great job, but that's, that's just like, that was the symbol for me that I was like, all right, brain can stop. There's some (laughs) interesting dialogue in those scenes. That's kind of like, man, what, how, 
what are what are they writing? What is going on? Uh, <laughs> but they acted out so well that you don't yeah. even notice. And I think that's another reason why my brain kind of shuts off is because they kind of talk a little bit of nonsense. But they yeah. just they do the the you don't if you give somebody a script like that, I feel like nowadays you're not going to get a good scene out of it. But they did it. And I it's a yeah. good scene. It just doesn't really matter to what the audience cares, I feel like. Right. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of the spy parts of this film yeah. and spy movies in general. <laughs> There's a lot of things that it's just like, this could be a red herring. That could be a red herring. Here's a lot of spy lingo and spy jargon. Look, toys in the form of weapons. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, did you see that gadget? Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't think, honestly, there's much more for me to talk about. I do want to yeah. um, mention two other characters I enjoyed a lot. Uh, Julia Stiles, she she comes back more prominently in other films also, but she has a small bit in this movie that's, you know, it's it's setting it up. It's nice. Yeah. It's fine. I, um, I don't know. I thought it, it, she was the con- uh, a Conklin's contact in France, but I don't know. I... I thought they would have done better maybe to even get someone who was French. <laughs> I don't know. She just felt I mean, kind of out of place. Yeah, even even Matt Damon, is uh, he's their agent in Paris or something like that. It's true. but He's American, too. It's yeah, like, he is American. But I feel like his... And, you know, her French could be also very good. Yeah. I'm not going to give her credit, I guess, from what I'm saying. She could right. have such an impeccable French accent that she fits right in. Who knows? Her name is Nicolette, so. I feel like with Matt Damon, like, his character could come off as, like, an American student. Right. You know, sure. Jason Bourne, like, when he's when he's posing in France, like, Jason Bourne could come off, you know, looking a little bit like that foreign exchange student. And I don't get that that feeling from Julia Stiles. It definitely feels like a weird choice to have as right. your, your Paris contact. Right. She's like, I don't but, know. She is, It's like she was picked for the role to stick out, but then the role's not that extremely important. Right. Yeah. It's she's not bad in this. It's just it's just you know doesn't doesn't feel utilized right now. Yeah. Right. Just kind of there. Exactly. The other character I wanted to mention is a very young Clive Owen. Uh, he plays one of the spies that's coming after Jason Bourne. The professor. Yeah. As always billed as. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, well, he, that's his, like, daytime job. That They show him, yeah. like, teaching piano or something to a kid. I remembered I'd seen all these movies, this one a lot, when I, a lot, long time ago when I was younger. Right. And I didn't realize it was Clive Owen when I saw the cast list, pop, like, you know, the cast was appearing at the beginning of the movie. It said, like, and Clive Owen. I was like, Clive Owen? <laughs> and immediately I knew which character he was, but I was like, holy fuck, that was Clive Owen? Right. And that's definitely what happened to me with... Adewale. Right, same yeah. thing. Same thing with him too. I was, I, I saw his name pop up. And I'm like, I know that name. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious when you return to movies like that you you'd only seen as a kid or as a teenager, and it's like no knowledge of films or whatever, and you right. get back to him, it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's so fun. I, and I thought he did a really good job playing Wombase too, uh, or yeah, Adewale. Um, and I thought that could have been a pretty interesting political element to the story. But I don't think they went into it enough to make it feel yeah. like it paid off. Yeah, they they got they got rid of that story as fast as they could. It seems. Yeah, which is unfortunate because Adewale is really good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 
and so is so is Clive Owen. Like I really fucking love that character because he mm. is so subtle. They don't focus on him at all until like I mean they 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 focus on him and the fact that they cut to him committing an action, you know, committing an assassination or or doing something else. They'll they'll cut to this character throughout the movie until you get to the final act when it's it's Clive Owen v Matt Damon. It's right. those two spies going up against each other. And there's just there's just a nice moment between him and Matt Damon in that final confrontation scene where he has a you know, he has this like bit of dialogue where you kind of feel for his character. You're, yeah. You you feel like it, it's a very tragic end for this person that you don't know anything about. Like, and it's just how it's it's how Clive pulls it off. Right. You do know that he has built some sort of life outside of yeah. this assassination gig. So I could imagine yeah, I mean, who knows how long he gets in between missions, and he probably gets a long enough break to feel like teaching is his normal job. Yeah, it's it's a very very heart moving moment. Yeah, between them, and it's just it's one of my favorite aspects of this film is that final like that whole third act is just just a fast paced it's a, there's just so much that happens and, and then like right after that you have the confrontation between matt damon and chris cooper and chris cooper's like henchmen the people who are the agents who are following him right. so many different action scenes that happen so quickly at the end that just leave you i don't know if wow is the right word but you know at, at the very least entertained yeah i'm entertained at the end of this movie i'll say and I guess that's kind of my closing statement on it, honestly. Is it's it's a very entertaining film, good action, great performance from Matt Damon. I really love him as Jason Bourne in this one. Agreed. Uh, same with same with Franca Patente uh, or Patente. I really enjoyed her performance as well. She makes a very good uh, companion character for Jason throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And I give it three stars. It's, it's a very good start. Very good start. I give it a full face. Very, uh, very entertaining movie. I'm not a huge spy film fan, and um, we'll talk more about why this particular franchise gives me a headache later. Um, but it's not right. because of this movie. <laughs> yeah, this one, this one is nice and smooth. Yes, this one's nice and smooth. <laughs> That's a good way to nice put it. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, so I think that's been our show. I think it has been. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.